Talking about a new lease on life. We are glad you are joining us this evening for another great show. We've been having a whole lot of fun on this show. Go Yard. I'm Mama Mac, and with me is our resident expert. We're going to call her that because that's what she is. Dr. Angel Falzoni, Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor. And we've just been having fun doing this show, haven't we? The show has been a lot of fun. <laughs> First experience for you, isn't it, on the radio? Yes. Yes. And you're just doing great. And the response we're getting is wonderful. And that's wonderful. I've been doing shows for a long time, uh, many years, so it's not as nerve-wracking, you know, a little more uh, at ease here. But you're doing great, Doctor. Well, thank you. You really are. And the advice and the teaching that's happening on this show is exciting as we talk about a new lease on life. I, we picked that uh, intro song on purpose by the group Mercy Me, and it says, Down with the Old up with the new you know it's a new lease on life and don't you think that everybody gets to points different times in our lives where there's a new season we're stepping into a new a new life a new lease on life is what we need absolutely it's what we need um i think we all go through those seasons where sometimes we just need a do-over sometimes we just need us to keep pushing forward and to do it differently right because what we're doing isn't what working. Maybe it's not working. Maybe we need to learn a different way of handling some of the issues in our lives. And what's so great about a new lease on life is that you feel like you got a fresh start. You know, it's it's a good time to just move forward and, and try things differently, which is the purpose of this show. The whole goal of this show is to offer suggestions, um, some life experience and some tried and true counseling technique, I suppose, and uh, problem solving. Don't you, don't you think? That's a great goal. And, you know, Einstein's definition of insanity fits so well in this. Boy, and, and you know, so many times we get stuck in that rut of trying to do the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. And, and it's not going to yes. happen. It's, it's not. not. No, we aren't going to get different results. We're going to repeat our same mistakes, and we're going to go around the proverbial mountain, the same mountain, over and over again. So this is why you and I got our heads together, and we said, let's do a show that can really tackle the interpersonal issues that we all have and can do it in a fun-loving way here, I suppose, and um, and relaxed way. And it's really a counseling session, really, in a lot of ways. That's what this next few minutes are going to be. Yeah, it's meant to be a tool to help you get in there and, and do it different so that you're off the insanity cycle and, and making some positive changes. Absolutely. So with that said, our first show, this is, uh, we're moving on here. Number six. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that already? Yeah, time flies. Oh, we, we kicked off, uh, the whole thing with a couple shows on domestic violence and abuse and, and people that find themselves in that situation should go to our podcast here at WTAN. Uh, which is Tantalk1340.com. Go to podcasts, go to Go Yard, and you can catch all those old shows. First two are about that. We The third one is about control yes. and things we can control, things we cannot control. Yes, there's <laughs> lots of things we can, and there's lots of things we cannot and or should not or even exactly to. And then we kind of segued into this subject we're on again tonight. You want to talk about what that is? That subject is boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. And I think it's a core subject. Yes. And I think it's definitely a root at a lot of other issues and problems that can come up. And right. when we get it down and start root pulling... It's something usually is going awry with our our boundaries when we're experiencing some kind of difficulty in our life. Exactly. 
So tonight should be the third uh, session on boundaries, and maybe the last, and we'll move on to something Mm -hmm. new next week. But um, if you can, grab a pen and take some notes, if that would help you. And as always, uh, you can contact us during the show. And tonight, we're going to ask that you just use email. That's going to be an easier way for us tonight. And our new email address for the show is goyard2014 at gmail.com. I'm going to give you that again. And you can, what can they do when they write an email? What kinds of things would we suggest that they do? Well, you can write in and say hello, give a comment, (laughs) share part of a personal story if this is speaking to you personally. Sure. Ask a question. So it's a good outlet to kind of get involved and participate with this because it makes it more, when it's interactive, it makes it more your own. And you, you might not be able to relate with my example, but maybe someone wrote in and gave another example and you're like, that's it for me. That's it. Yes. And that's really good. So we'll give you the email address again. It's brand new. Go Yard, which is the name of the show, 2014 at gmail.com. Feel free to use that email address tonight during the show. We will monitor the emails later and we will definitely respond. One of us. Mama Mac or Dr. Falzoni will uh, respond to your email. Absolutely. So we encourage you to do that. Boundaries. Let's just give a recap of what a boundary is, doctor. Well, boundary is a line of defining. It defines what is yours to have responsibility over and what is not yours to have responsibility over. So it's definitely a core issue for us. Absolutely. So there are some things in life that we run into, some situations that we just say, whoa, wait a minute, I, I can't repeat that. I don't want I don't want that happening to me again. So I'm going to have to set a boundary so that I can kind of avoid that, that pain or whatever it is again. Very much so. And a lot of times we are willing to set boundaries kind of after the, in the aftermath of something going wrong. But we can be very proactive. Oh, that's good. And set boundaries before right. we have an issue to deal with so that we can help prevent that issue. Absolutely. So that's the goal. Let's learn some uh, boundary setting, the importance of it. And so the importance of it, you just said, sometimes it helps us avoid painful situations in the future. Sometimes it uh, just causes us to have more peace in our lives and not be uh, under somebody else's uh, I don't know. Control, I guess, is the word I'm looking for there. Well, not even just about not being under other people's control, but we have the peace when we know what's ours to take responsibility for. Because sometimes we might overtake responsibility and we're overwhelmed. Yes. And there's no peace in being overwhelmed. Right. And so boundaries we were talking about gives the freedom. When I know what's mine and what I need to take care of and what's not, I, I'm free to yes. kind of feel that freedom of now I have this. Now I can really figure out what I need to do. Don't you think boundary setting is a good stress reliever? Oh, I agree so much. It is very much a stress reliever. And that's where it's going to help reduce our anxieties, help us reduce depression, fatigue, overwhelm, difficulties with relationships. And so as we can refine the skill and practice the skill the more we can implement it in more areas of our lives, the more you're going to see those positive results. Oh, yeah. Last week we did mention the word practice a lot. Reminds me of people that um, are, are really uh, like practicing medicine or being an attorney or whatever the case may be. It's never a, you know, cut and dried, I'll always do it this way, if, let's say if you're practicing medicine. So it's the same with all of this. You're practicing how to better your life and how to take control over situations that are damaging in some way. Very much so. And it's, you're right. It's like kind of going to your own personal school of boundary management right. and making and <laughs> practicing. And, you know, it's one assignment at a time and it's picking one boundary at a time and to learn on that one. And then you can grow. And the more practice and experience we get, the more that we can apply it in more areas. And it takes time. It takes time. But it's worth the effort and the payoff. Right. It's so much more peace and so much more happiness and contentment and reduction of all those negative emotions and feelings that we may. And that's that's a wonderful thing. So that's a reason to jump on board and learn these concepts. Tonight we want to talk about 10 laws of boundaries. And uh, those are important and We're going to understand as we go through this discussion tonight, 
the the intricacies of boundary setting i think this is really important tonight yeah we were you know the last few shows we really you know talked about what boundaries were and trying to overcome some of those myths that people or the resistances that people might have to setting boundaries right this one is really the core of the principles that are behind our boundaries okay underneath it give us the first one dr falzoni is the law of cause and effect okay and that sounds so simplistic but I think we miss it a lot. Oh, you know, absolutely. You know, the I reap what I sow. You know, you know the farmer's not going in and sowing corn and thinking he's coming out with pumpkins in the fall. That's right. But we do that in our own lives. We might, re- you know, sow negativity or sow, and then we think we're going to get this happy joy at the end or something positive. We get what we plant and what we absolutely. Feed. So as we learn that what we put into a situation, a relationship, whatever it might be, um, it, it's going to have some effects. It's going to have, it's going to reap something. That's what you're saying. What you sow, you reap a biblical principle. And it is so completely true. Sure. And what we are putting our time and our investment is how we're sowing it. And what okay. comes out is what we've sown is what we're going, what we're going to see. And so for us personally, we have to start re- Taking purposeful planting of ooh, what we want ooh. to reap. That's hard to say. Purposeful planting. Yes, you struggled a minute. It's a little no. tongue twister. <laughs> purposeful planting. I like that. My ex-father-in-law, he had a big farm in Indiana, still there. And, uh, you know, I rode the tractor with him different times in high school and enjoyed that and, and planting, you know, planting the corn down in the ground. You know, that is just a perfect example of what we're talking about. But in this case... Planting behaviors, planting attitudes, correct? Yes, and and definitely we're going to get. And I think when you have this law, we have to think about sometimes we want to rescue other people from this principle that they might sow irresponsibility (laughs) and we might rescue them and save them from this consequence. But thinking we're helping, but we've just broken this principle for them and now we've taught them you can sow irresponsibility and reap being able to stay in your house if you didn't pay your rent or whatever it is that's going on and so sometimes when we intervene in people's lives we are hurting them by showing them that irresponsibility or whatever this negative behavior is going to reap something positive when that's not true to form in life so really what you're talking about doctor is being an enabler yes and some of us in our past I will say us, have been enablers and uh, have really sent the wrong message to those in our little sphere of influence. And, and maybe we've we've not allowed them to reap what they have sown because we love them so much. And that's my baby. And I just don't want her to hurt. And I don't want her to suffer. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And actually, that's probably one of the areas I see it in the most common is as um, teenage or young adult children are making those emergences into adulthood and they're starting to make decisions on their own and learning their independence and we're saving them from their consequences. Right. Um, I just saw on Facebook a couple days ago where a mother had wrote in that she got a 90% on her son's high or on her son's middle school paper. And I was like, you just taught him. He doesn't have to do his work. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, and so, that's a good example. That's the that's sowing and reaping. So and who's going to do his work in college if he ever makes it that far? Right? And, and I'm proud of this mom for making a 90 percent in a sixth grade <laughs> assignment. But good for her. No, but that is such an important point here. So cause and effect, what you sow. And and again, this has to be something that we teach our children, our, our grandchildren, etc. But let's say a person gets up into adulthood and they've not really learned this, there's going to be some bad issues that are going to happen. There can be major consequences and big fallout. And so when the pain can be little, like a bad grade at school when they're younger, it grows as they grow, bigger, bigger kid, bigger pains, kind of how it can be. And so we need to start using this in our parenting and because... It is true to life. When they walk away from our doors, what we get and sow is what we reap, the end of it. And so, really, this is boundary setting, and it's law number one. If you just joined us on Go Yard tonight, it is law number one, the law of cause and effect. So, therefore, if you get to a point that you can set that boundary in your life and say, all right, I am going to let 
what my child or my spouse or whatever, what they sow, I'll let them reap that. You're setting a boundary. That's what you're saying. And you're teaching them the law of cause and effect, which is so important because their decision is going to be directly um, based on what they get out of it. And so let's let them learn it while the lessons are small and fairly painless. Woo! Law number two, Dr. Falzoni. That's responsibility. And that means that we need to take responsibility for our lives and for um, loving others. We are to love others, but not be one another. And there's Mm. a difference. Okay. Okay. You know, and sometimes we try to be others by making their choices or telling them, oh, I, I went through this. So here's why you have to do it, you know. You know, that's true. A lot of people, when they give advice, it's really not this gift of advice. It's almost like this command and demand, like, I've been there, I've done it, and this is what you need to do. This is what you got to do. And if you don't, they're really offended. I love that concept. We talked about it last week. The gift uh, versus the command demand. Yes. And it's one thing to say, honey, I've been through this. This is not wise. You need to take a look at this, whatever. Another thing to demand or command it, right? Very much a different thing. And, and, you know, and they both appear to have a good purpose, but the command demand is a controlling tactic. Yes. And so when somebody has something to give us, it's our job to measure. Is is that worthwhile for us? Does that relate to us and decide which, if any parts we're going to take in. Okay. But that's our choice and our own boundary to make. So we can't be for one another. We are to love others, but we have to be ourselves. So the law of responsibility says I'm responsible for me, my attitudes, my behavior, my actions, my feelings. And I I don't expect you to come in and rescue me all the time, right? Well, yes, that's definitely <laughs> learning to take responsibility for ourselves. I mean, there's right. a difference. I mean, there's times when we need to come in and give somebody a hand. Sure. And there's absolutely. a big difference between let's give you a hand to lift you up and get you through this time of crisis or need and then rescue you. Right. Okay, what's the third law? Well, the third one is the law of power. You have the power to agree in the tr- about the truth of your problems. You have the power to submit your inability to handle your problems to okay. God. You have the power to search and ask and self-seek inside of you um, to reveal things about your boundaries. Or you have the power to turn from negative choices. You have the power that you have. And that's over me, myself, and I. I have my attitudes, actions, behaviors, successes. Those are my powers. You know, I have talked to you many times about this concept with people that we've ministered to, you know, and how so often people do give up their power to another person. And that is when you the boundaries are just all messed up. <laughs> There's no boundary there. If you just give your power away and you are just, you know, now we're not talking about Giving it to God, that's fantastic. Do that. But we're talking about when you give your power to an individual person. Sure. And your power is yours. And just right. as, you know, you have the, law, the power over you, you also have the power and responsibility to work on what we talked about last week, your junk, your yes. baggage, yes. things in your past that hold you back or are blocking you in your way that you're kind of proverbially carrying in these little bags of rocks behind you. And we do, we (laughs) carry them because they become part of our worldview and how we view our relationships and situations. And so the more we carry them, the more they're tainting our views. So what do you say to the person? Let's say, let's go back to the example of somebody who's living in a very abusive relationship. Okay. Maybe physically or mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever, all those things we talked about. What do you say to the person who continually gives their power away to the abuser? Well, they're choosing to give their power away because they have the power to start to seek help. And when you start to have resources and there's always sources and resources available to help you, we have to take responsibility for what is ours. Right. And so you, it's not, your your fault. I'm not blaming you for getting in that situation, but once you're in that situation, you need to utilize your power and your resources to stop or get out. And if you don't, you're choosing. You're choosing. It's your choice. And you and I both know people who go right back into those situations. This is common with domestic violence. People go right back into those situations. And I have said to you about a couple of people, I don't think that they got their belly full of all the misery yet. 
Well, they're just not exercising their power, freedom, right. and, and they're using their situation a lot of the times as an excuse right. to, to not use their power. Right. And to be helpless. <laughs> an excuse to not use it. Yeah. They are. It's an excuse to not use their power. Any excuse will do, you know. It's difficult to use your power. It is. And why is it? Because it takes being purposeful. It takes, takes okay, responding. It takes thinking. It takes slowing it down a little bit. Yes. And it takes doing things that are sometimes really uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to stand up for a principle or whatever the, the situation might be. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you might have to confront a situation. And sometimes it's just, sometimes when we don't like to do things that are uncomfortable, we try to avoid them. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's so much in parenting. I see it with parents a lot. And they have these little kids. And it's easier for them just to give them the cookie or the candy or the toy than hear them whine and cry about it. Right. But it's really not easier because you're just feeding a really negative problem that you're always going to have to give them what they whine and cry about. Exactly. Keep them quiet. Yes. And they just get whinier and cryer about bigger and bigger things. Eventually, you're not going to be able to keep up. No. <laughs> exactly. So really, yes. if you just start going to the uncomfortable place, doing the work, it is work. I am not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat you. Setting boundaries and learning to live that go yard life is going to take work and effort. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. Yes. It's going to take standing up and being willing to put up with hearing that screaming child or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, and and you're going to have to deal with it. So that's what we're talking about. So yeah, the law of power. What's law number four of setting boundaries? (laughs) Treating others' boundaries the way we want our boundaries to be treated, that respect. Okay. And we talked about that last week about, you know, you don't get to have the freedom, the misconception, I can set boundaries, but nobody else can and be offended when someone else does it. It's a two-way street. Oh, that's good. Respect. Respect for others. The law of respect. And before we go on and and, uh, go back over these uh, we want to remind you of our email address right now during the show. It's goyard2014 at gmail.com. That's new, and we're excited to have that. And we're also working on a website for the show, and there's a lot of stuff we have planned in the future. But for now, during this show, you can contact us at goyard2014 at gmail.com. We're talking about the 10 Laws of Boundaries with Dr. Angel Falzoni here on Go Yard tonight. The law of cause and effect, the law of responsibility, the law of power, the law of respect. Those are the first four. If you want to write those down, and we'll list them again in a few minutes if you missed any of them. So the last one, the law of respect, is so important that we respect other people's boundaries. We respect their wishes. It's like um, in rape cases, you know, um, it's not okay to to push yourself on someone sexually, physically, or, 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 you know, with fists or whatever the case may be. If somebody says no, no means no, which we talked last night, I'm sorry, last week, about um, that whole thing of no. The word no is so important, isn't it? It's very important because that's the most primary boundary-setting yes. word, as we did talk about last week. And so we need to be able to give freedom. We want freedom to set yes. boundaries. We need to give freedom for others to set boundaries. And we are not their boundary judges. And as every one of us learn to do this, we're going to make some mistakes along the way. It's a learning process. Sure it is. And that's okay. That's part of learning it through. And so give the other people their freedom to make their mistakes and learn to set boundaries for them the way that they choose to do it. And then you will have the same freedom. All right. I like that. What's uh, law number five? Motivation. Motivation is a big one because. The law of motivation. This is interesting. I want to hear what this is. (laughs) Motivation is kind of the reason why we do what we do. And so it's the unseen thing. So an act that might look very positive could be very negative if the motivation behind it is negative. Oh, If it's manipulative, I might decide to bring you dinner, but if I'm using that as a way to manipulate something from you, that is negative. Now, the act of bringing you dinner would have been sweet, kind, and lovely. Sure. But it's the motivation behind it that makes something positive or negative. Right. And and just that reminds me of I like to watch these uh, shows where you try to figure out who did what, uh, you know, the crimes, dateline, whatever. And every once in a while, I'll catch one of those. And they're always looking for a motive. You know, they're always looking at what what caused them to do what they do. And I think that is so important here when we start setting boundaries is that we do 
pay attention to the motivation of the people that are maybe crossing our boundaries or trying to. Well, we may not know their motivations. I want you to self-reflect at your okay. own at your motivation. Own motivation. Okay. Um, because if we're trying to figure out their motivation, sometimes we are judging that person and okay. we may be inaccurate. All right. And so let's start looking in the mirror and start instead of looking out the window of everyone That's else. That's great. Let's get these mirrors in front of us. What is my motivation for this action or behavior? Um, Am I giving from my overflow or am I giving out of my deficit because I just need, 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 need. Exactly. And so it's more of a manipulative ah, thing to get you to be I got with it. me. Right. What, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of times that can translate into, if I do this for you, then I'm expecting this from you. Right. It can translate to that. It, sometimes people will motive might be, they're afraid to be the bad guy. I can tell you how many times I've heard the bad guy principle. Right. And I looked at somebody one time and I said, what's wrong with being the bad guy? Right. Somebody has to be the bad guy sometimes. Right. Exactly. And it's okay to be the bad guy sometimes. I mean, heck, major religions are started off of the bad guy, the person that didn't follow what everyone thought they should follow. Not exactly. that their actions were bad, but they weren't understood. Right. And that happens sometimes. Exactly. So, so take a look at your own motivations. What is motivating you to set that boundary? So, or motivating your behavior is right. what I want you to think about. The next time you do an action for somebody, why are you doing it? Am I just giving this out of the goodness of my heart? Am, is, is something going on? Am I trying to manipulate something? Am I afraid you're going to leave me or not be in relationship with me? Am I afraid to be the bad guy if I don't right. do this? Let's look at what's going on in us and address because that'll start to shine lights on some of your junk. I like that. That it really because that's the goal here, Doctor, to shine the light on the stuff within us that needs correction and of course asking God and working with God in that. But also that purposeful living that you just keep throwing that word out. And I love that word because that means I'm intentionally making an effort to take a look at my junk deal with it and move on past it and hopefully learn from that mistake or whatever it was or learn from that once once we get on top of the junk yeah you feel this release and you're able to live more content even with whatever that junk might look like that has took us down and made us feel those depressions or feel worthless or feel well like we can't or we shouldn't or we're not good enough or we're not smart enough and all those things that we carry because of that junk Right. When you get on top of that junk, you'll never make it go away. But when you're on top of it, it is, yes, I can. And I have. And I did with my junk. It's so much more powerful to to do it and know that there's all this this junk in the back than something who's never had a struggle and they seem to be on top. Right. Absolutely. So we make the most of our struggles and we learn from them and we realize that the older we get, we are a product of everything that's happened before us. And uh, so we've got to learn to work around those things and deal with them. So that's that's good. I like that. The law of motivation. And that was number five. What about number six? That's the law of evaluation, evaluating the effects of setting boundaries to be responsible to the other people in our life. So that does not mean that, you know, we should set boundaries because we're hurt or we're angry. And so many times people want to do this as this, I'm so mad at you, so I'm retaliating against you. Right. This is my new boundary. No more ever again. Yeah. Not the right motive. You know, Mm -hmm. walk away from them and yeah. Exactly. So the law of evaluation is us sitting there saying, okay, let me evaluate why. What, help we're me with that. We're evaluating kind of the effects of what's going on with some of our boundaries. And so we're not wanting to make our boundaries because we're angry or frustrated with someone else. We're wanting right. to make these boundaries as a means to protect us, as okay. a means to keep us safe. And so let's look at what's happening with these boundaries and what's happening because of some of these boundaries and evaluating. It's a constant process of evaluation. Wow. Because okay. they're always emerging and becoming and changing as because life changes yeah. and relationships come and go. And, um, I, I said to somebody the other day and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right that we have relationships that are for a lifetime, a reason or a season. I don't know where I originally heard that, but I think it pretty much pertains and very few of us have relationships for a lifetime. You know, very few of us do. And you're right. And there's all types of relationships. Right. Sometimes they are closer. Sometimes they're a little further and it's the same relationship. And so 
boundaries are something that are always changing and that's okay because that's a living, breathing thing. Okay. And I like that because we're always changing. Life is always changing. And so let's just constantly learn to look and evaluate where we are. Because if you're sitting in the same boundaries that I had 10 years ago, something's not right. Right. Things should have changed. Right. You know, and sometimes we might need to have a little bit more strict boundaries when we're first setting them so that people understand that, you know, we're setting some boundaries. And so we understand what a boundary looks like. But as we get better at it and we practiced it more, we can kind of relax a little bit or not be quite so strict with some of those because we've got a good feel for what we want and not we don't want. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean that you call somebody up and say, okay, from now on, these are my boundaries. No, please don't do that. Don't do that, right? Don't do that. It, it will defeat what you're trying to do and instead just do it very subtly. <laughs> and a lot of times you really purposefully, don't. Purposefully. Subtly. Subtly. But it's not even so much that I have to verbalize them to other people. Right. You may never do that. I don't think I've ever had a conversation where I sat down and said, these are my boundaries for our relationship. <laughs> I haven't. Right. And so I know what my boundaries are. I evaluate right. those constantly and I kind of try to keep those within myself and my relationship. Okay. That's good. All right. That was the law of evaluation. And that was law number six of this boundary setting discussion. Let's go to law number seven. That's being proactive. And that's definitely a word we've thrown out a little yes, bit. Here tonight. We have, yeah. And it's, it's learning to set boundaries and teach people that we love them in the advance. Well, before the problem happens, before the catastrophe oh, okay. happens, before this is happening, being proactive about that, looking to foresee, is there going to be, could this become a problem for me in the future? If right. I'm letting my three-year-old always, you know, get his way when he th- cries, is this going to be okay for me? And if it's not, it won't be. I'm giving you that answer. <laughs> the answer is it will it's, not let's be get proactive okay. while he's three and not wait till he's 13. Oh, absolutely. So what you do is you're planting seeds of, I love you. I approve of you. I, you know, I, I'm taking care of you, whatever those those seeds are you're planting. Proactive. We want to be proactive in our life. Right. And that gives us, helps us to head off things before it can get out of control or make it more difficult for us to reel it back in. Yeah. Once it is out of control. Right. Yes. So be proactive. Learn yeah. how to do that and um, kind of anticipate that. Uh, you know, kids in general, they're going to push their boundaries. They're going to push your boundaries, right? You've had three kids, me too. We know that children, that's just the way they're programmed. You know, they want what they want when they want it, and they don't want to be told no. So be proactive and anticipate that your child's not going to be the exception to that rule and be perfect little angel all the time. Angel, no pun intended. (laughs) So go ahead. Well, true. And not, and it's not just the fact that we want to be proactive with our kids. That's a very great, tangible way to demonstrate boundaries because it's a lot of way we let them get totally out of control. Right. But it's also I, a lot of people expect relationships to read their mind. Um, they oh. should know what I want. They should know what I need. They should. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't know. I don't right. know what you want or need or desire unless you tell me or show me. Yes. And so being proactive is also taking that initiative to tell the people around you what do what you need. And when you're hurt, I'm hurt or I need to feel loved or I need to feel whatever it is that's going on and communicate that instead of asking them to read your communicate mind. Communicate in a, in a, especially in a love relationship, a marriage or a partnership or whatever it might be. I've heard this so many times through the years in counseling rooms where people are saying that she doesn't ever, ever expect, you know, anticipate what I need or whatever the case may be. And it's a lack of communication. So often they are not even talking. And then the one who feels like they have been, misunderstood or their needs have not been met gets this attitude and gets their feelings hurt gets rejection going gets resentment going all of that and it it just it just you know snowballs big time it can and i think there's this like pervasive attitude that some people hold that the people should just know right no nobody just knows right they just don't know and so i don't know what you need unless you tell me what i need exactly and it, it's very important in romantic relationship but yes in every relationship i'm um, with my kids right i may have to sit down and say no i need to know 
or I need this. And so that they know I need help around the house. I can't do it right. all. Exactly. Instead of coming home from work and everything's all a mess. And I'm so angry and mad because they should have just known that I, the dishes needed washed and the floor needed mop. So be specific. So when I say, when I leave for work and I say, I need you guys, these are the four chores I need done. I need you to help me. Right. They know I had to learn to do that as a mother years and years ago and had we had little charts on their bedroom doors, you know, with the things that they were expected to do that day. And they got to put a little check mark beside it, whatever. And that worked. It worked well, actually, you know, uh, because they understood what was expected of. them. Yes. And I'm communicating or we're communicating what yes, uh, what I need instead of just being frustrated and angry and. They should have just known. No, nobody knows. Nobody right. knows. And can't, don't assume. Let's assume they don't know. They don't know. They don't Tell know. them, show them, help they them. They don't know. Law and, number eight. Uh, that's the one that can get us in trouble because mm. it's envy. And a lot envy. of times. Wow. You know, Facebook has really fed this envy thing. It has. I agree. And I, yeah, I'm not on it much at all anymore. I just, it's just, I don't have enough hours in the day, but I agree. I can't tell you the number of people that I have worked with that are feeling depressed or anxious or not worthwhile because of social media. Yes, because they see everybody's successes all the time and maybe they are not in that particular realm in their life or whatever. That success hasn't happened to them. Or And so what it feeds sometimes yes. is false. Everybody's life is so great on the outside, but not mine. Right. But you know that's not true because they're not sitting there, generally speaking, on social media and telling the bad stuff. They're telling the good stuff so they feel better about themselves. Yes, they do because they want to look the best. They're going to give out the best pictures. Mm -hmm. Most of those pictures are Photoshopped. Right. You know, people are trying to give this best impression over social media. But what's happening is it's making others feel very envious or measuring their life to their lives. And it's not measuring, but it's the false reality. That is so good. I'm glad you brought that up as one of the law's boundaries. So what do we uh, encourage our listeners to do about that MV issue? We need to stop. First of all, we need to start looking within and self-reflecting. Okay. You know, when we're looking out at other people's lives, we are not taking care of our own the way we need to take care of our own. So what's happening is I'm on Facebook and our whatever it is, and I'm looking out at your life and I am feeling so envious because you got it all together. You have everything I want. Yes. While my house is being messy and all this is happening because I'm spending so much now I'm brooding about it because I'm, spent, you know, 20, 30 minutes looking at now I'm going to spend the next three or four hours brooding. This isn't fair. How could this be? Right. Meanwhile, I've neglected my own responsibility. So now I'm sitting myself in a bigger hole. Whoa. Boy, that's so true. And I think this happens to a lot of people in this day and age, and they just lose hours on the computer and uh, they're in that other false reality. I, I like that that you just said. And before we go on with these others, let's let our listeners know you're listening to Go Yard right here uh, on Tan Talk thirteen forty. And we are glad to be on this radio station. And we are a new show. This is our sixth show. I'm Mama Mac. And with me, my co-host, Dr. Angel Falzoni, we encourage you tonight to send us an email. Uh, sometimes we ask you to send a text, sometimes call in. Tonight it's email night. So send an email to goyard2014 at gmail.com with your questions, your comments. And maybe you just want to say, hey, I've got this situation going on. What do you think, doctor? And you will respond, will you not, Dr. Falzoni? Yes, I will. So uh, it's a good way to get a and uh, expert opinion here. So goyard2014 at gmail.com. You can do that tonight during this show. Go Yard. And we are talking about the 10 laws uh, boundary setting. And so we're on number eight. And let's go back a minute. And uh, some of you are writing them down. The first one was the law of cause and effect. The second was the law of responsibility. The third was the law of power. The fourth, the law of respect. Number five, the law of motivation. Six, the law of evaluation. Seven, the law of proactivity. And eight, the law of envy. And now we have two more left. Let's go, doctor. (laughs) The ninth kind of really goes into what we've been talking about, this whole part of boundaries, and that is the law of activity. Okay. And that is being active and purposeful in creating them. Boundaries will not just magically appear. There is no prescription medication. You can go to your doctor and say, give me the boundary pill. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not going to happen. It won't happen. You got to be active and purposeful. Here again, that word has come up so much last week and tonight. Purposeful. And um, in other words, don't just let life happen to you. Get involved. When the when the when the batter goes to home plate to have his turn at bat, he has a bat in his hand. He's proactive. He stands there. He watches the ball come in, and hopefully, he finds a good pitch he likes and hits it out of the ballpark, which is meaning go yard. And so, there's personal responsibility there. He is proactive, right? He is proactive. And before he ever stepped up to that plate during the game, how many hours did he? Oh yes, practice. How yes. many times did he go in the batting cages and and work on his diet and exercise and think about this game and think about what he wanted the outcome and his performance and is he giving it the right torque or is this the right bat is this the right glove he was very active and purposeful oh that's good that is good the law of activity you can't just sit and let life happen and i think that's what happens to a lot of people and that's the purpose of this show we want people to get off of their proverbial sofa if you will and start living life to a better in better measure in every area of their lives. It's it's time. Why not? Don't waste another minute. I was behind a, a beautiful Jeep, and I know you have one, and I was behind one today, and it just says, uh, it just said, life, uh, let's see, oh, shoot, I just lost it. I'll think about it in a minute and bring it back. But it was just very simple, live life to the fullest, but it didn't say it that way. It was like, live it, you know, something like that. Life is short, live it. That was it. It's very short. That was it. It is. Life is short, live it. And it is, it's very short. And so when we, it's not a spectator sport. And I think a lot of us go into life thinking it's just going to happen and let it unravel the way it's going to unravel. And no, we have that control. We have that power. Yes. We can, you know, get purposeful and intentional and, and do this and do this well and do Do this with passion and do this with purpose and do this, you know, go yard all the way. And you lay your head on your pillow at night and you think, I had a good day. You know, uh, when you learn to set boundaries, you lay your head on the pillow and you go, hey, that situation that happened at 10 o'clock this morning was a little difficult, but I made it through. And this, you know, and you're reflecting a lot of times, at least I do. And I'm talking to God before I go to sleep. You know, hey, that was that was okay. I learned from that, you know, and that's important. Being proactive, going back over your day and thinking it through and saying, yeah, I did do that. You know, it's very important. Give yourself a gold star on your chart. And the more, well, the more purposeful we are with our lives, I think the more we feel that success that we have. I think a lot of us have successes in our lives that we don't even really see or realize it as a success because we're not looking for it. Okay. And, um, you know, I don't start a day without a to-do list for myself. I have a list that I would like to get accomplished. I make a weekly one, a monthly one, a yearly one, um, to-do list queen and everyone makes fun of me. I don't never hardly ever accomplish a full to-do list, but that's okay. It's okay. I might have a list of 30, 40 things to really, I need to get done. If I got done 25 of those, that was a really productive day. Oh, and I just love crossing through the thing. Do you? Oh, I love it. And I do it with a different color of pen. You know, if I've written the to-do list in blue, I use a red pen so I I can see, I got it done. Yeah. I have big, bright highlighters, (laughs) pink and purple and green. And there you go. And then I can, at night when I'm looking to lay down i was purposeful about my day and yes. i can i can feel those successes of the day of yes. what was accomplished and what i did get done and so we can do that with our emotional and right. our, our relational parts of ourselves too just makes you feel so much better you yes. know it really does and instead of going to sleep at night just oh wow today was horrible it was awful i did yeah, you know and so stressful again the point we made earlier in the show was it's so important to realize the boundary setting is a stress reliever yes it is and so the better we can sit with those boundaries the less stresses we're going to learn to relieve and it'll be just one small step at a time but it's it'll work it does work. It you does. and I practice this, and we know it works. That's why we can say this. Number 10, law of boundaries, doctor. Exposure. We need to make our boundaries visible to other people. So there's times where we need to communicate those boundaries to others okay. that we're in relationship with. So we can't expect them to know a boundary if we haven't communicated. This is okay. really true of really close relationships. All right. I, I'm when I said, you're not going to sit down, these are my boundaries, one, two, three, four. No, that's not what I'm meaning. But you may have a boundary like, you're not going to use words that put me down. 
I'm not, I'm not going to sit in a conversation if you're going to put me down. Right. So we'll talk about this when you're not using those words. Those are good boundaries. That's a boundary. Exactly. Or quit, quit those comments that are so threatening or the, the bad names. I, I tell you, name calling. Oh, it can be big. Oh, wow. You know, people vent with this, these awful four letter words and it's just not good. And it, it, you know, that's a boundary you can set and say, I'm not, I'm not going to have a discussion with you if you're going to sit there and call me names for heaven's sake. Or if you're just raising your voice. I mean, I have a boundary with my kids. If you're emotional about something, we're not talking about it right now. So you go cool off, whatever that means. And when you're ready to set, when you're feeling more settled, we'll talk. That's good. But we're not talking in those high emotions. And yes. that's my boundary. And they know it. And I have communicated it to them. Right. But I don't sit down with the list of here's all the boundaries for the right. kids. It doesn't <laughs> happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. But you're teaching them skills to better their lives as adults. Your boys are still teenagers. My kids are all grown. But my grandkids are teenagers. And i tell you what, it helps to have those things instilled in them by the time they get to that tough age of puberty and 15, 16, 17, those, those tough years, it's good to have these boundaries already set in motion. And to help them learn to start establishing their own boundaries for their own relationships, because that's really what we're wanting to teach our kids is to be these active, proactive adults that are self-responsible. Right. And so they need to start learning to set their own boundaries and not letting people discuss them in certain ways that are offensive or whatever it is that they right. need to, are having friends. I mean, I had a teenager who has a friend who takes advantage of them all the time. Right. And I sat him down. I said, is this the kind of friends you want? Right. Let's look at what's happening here and yes. let him make and yes. decide for himself where his boundaries should right. be. Yes. And I know several people and have for years, women in situations where the teenager and let's say boys in both of the cases that I'm thinking about right now have gotten so abusive with the mother and nothing is done about it. And it's, it eventually it wears that mother down with the awful, awful diatribe of nastiness <laughs> that comes from some of these kids. So let's avoid that by working on this stuff when your kids are younger or at now, if you're just now learning this, Start setting some boundaries. Today is a great day to start. Let's Not start tomorrow, today. today Let's tonight. Start today. You know, one thing I want to add into this part about the exposure is a trap that a lot of people get stuck in because it's the triangulation problem. Okay. And I think it goes in with this because we need to communicate our boundaries. But if there's a problem, it can only be resolved between the two people that there's a problem. And oh, oftentimes yes. everybody wants to ring in this third person. Oh, and yes. Can you believe she did? And the other person's, Oh my gosh. Da-da-da-da-da. Put it on Facebook. Nothing is getting resolved. <laughs> right. It has to be resolved yes. between the two parties that are in it. Amen. And, and if you're the third party, you're all, you're usually going to be the one that when the two parties make up and oh, figure yeah. it out, you're the blame. Yeah. You're the, the blame. Yes. And the problem. And so you know learn what? to set a boundary there and say, you know what? You need to go back and talk to so-and-so and resolve this. I'm sorry. I will, you know, I'll be here for you, but I, I, I can't get involved here. I don't want to hear it even. That's a great, great boundary because when I get relationship problems come to me, a lot of the times there's a a massive amount of this triangulation happening. And triangulation, a triangle. I like that. And that's a term, right? It is a term. And we're bringing in, we're roping in these other people into a relationship that they may have parts to do. But this problem is... A problem between two people, not between two. And they want to make, you know, we have to get everyone on our side and we have to rally the troops. No, 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 no. Causes more Especially problems. Especially in relationship issues where there's a pending divorce or separation or whatever. Be very careful that you don't get yourself enmeshed in the middle of that. Because you're right, doctor. People always want to see how many allies they can get on their side. You know, if you have a situation like that, you'd like to comment on it or write us an email, go ahead. You can do it right now. Go yard 2014 at gmail.com. Go yard 2014 at gmail.com. Woo. Oh, this is good stuff. This that is was, a lot of, this is a lot of stuff. We just did cover 10 points. I'm going to read them one more time for those who want to write them down. 10 laws of boundaries. Number one, the law of cause and effect. And in order to hear all about each of these, you're going to have to listen to the show again, which you can on uh, probably tomorrow here on the podcast, here on the Tan Talk website. 
Number two, the law of responsibility. Number three, the law of power. Four, the law of respect. What's number five? The law of motivation. (laughs) The law of evaluation is number six. Seven, the law of proactivity. Number eight, the law of envy. Number nine, the law of activity. And number ten, the law of exposure. We're uh, getting close to winding down here, Doctor. I tell you, this this hour goes so completely fast for me. I enjoy doing this show. It really does. It seems like it flies by every week. It does. We want our listeners to get more involved with the show and to feel that they can uh, ask questions and that they can get some feedback, especially from you being the professional with the Ph.D. and all that good stuff. Um, and so we invite them to to contact us. Some nights we will take calls and then call in. But tonight, go ahead and email if you'd like, goyard2014 at gmail.com. Whoa. So let's say we're summing this topic of boundary setting up right now because probably next week we'll move on to a related topic, but... We've pretty much covered our boundary setting, I think, in these three shows, don't you? I think we've given given a great foundation for what boundaries okay. are, what they're not, um, the principles behind it, how to do it. You know, right. Yeah. Some good core examples of areas that we can add them to our lives, especially exactly. parenthood and relationships. And sure. Even personally, a personal boundary can be, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm getting my sleep every night. There you go. Getting rest. Great personal boundary. Eating healthy, Mm -hmm. doing exercising, whatever it takes. Absolutely. So the whole goal of Go Yard is to help people understand that they can have a better quality of life, perhaps, than they have right now. Oh, yes, they can. They can. They can hit it out of the park, right? it's completely (laughs) in their control. It is. That's what's cool. Yes. Instead of letting life just happen to us, it is time to be proactive. Get in the batter's box. Pick up your bat, and let's hit a home run in some of these areas. And um, for the person who says, wow, this is all new to me, what would you say? It's a lot, and it can be very new principles, and it's okay. It's right. okay. Take your time. It's slow. Baby step it. Give it right. one one time. Give it one moment. Practice it. Try it. Practice it. Just be purposeful. Be purposeful. Don't chunk off more than you can chew. One of my favorite poems in the children's storybook, Shell Silverstein, where the sidewalk ends, is where this little lady wanted to eat a whole whale. And um, the poem goes on that she said she was going to eat this whole whale. And in 86 years, she did because she said she would. And she started at the tail and took little bites. (laughs) And that's what I want you to do. I want you to take a little bite. Every minute of every day. Great advice. Dr. Angel Falzoni here on Go Yard every single week. And we love your expertise and your training that's being, you know, put out over the airwaves week after week. All right. So, dear listeners, goyard2014 at gmail.com. Go ahead and email us, maybe with a comment, maybe with a question, maybe with an issue going on in your life. That's our theme song by the group Mercy Me, and it's entitled A New Lease on Life. This has been Mama Mac and Dr. Falzoni on Go Yard. God bless you. See you next week. Good night. Good night. Lease on life.